0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: one
0: day, day, I turned
2: down a deal on Monday. I come my for a couple dollars to make lame songs, Gucci Louis, Finney, yeah. Good evening. Hi, this is Peggy and My uh, show is called Signs Our Loved Ones Send Us and we have a very special show tonight. Um, hope you all had a happy Easter and Passover. And our show is based on um the book. Uh um the book and the movie I saw with my niece and co-host the other night, Melissa, um, Heaven is for Real. And it kinda touches on the same subjects that my show is about, my books are about, signs I've seen, how our loved ones come to me. And uh we're happy to accept callers. You can call into the show at three four seven eight three eight nine two one Hit the one cue, and it'll bring you into the queue, telling me you want to speak to us. Um, we're going to talk about the movie for a little bit, and while you're listening, and then uh, at some point we'll be taking your, your calls. So uh, just hang on. I'm going to bring my co-host on the air now, okay? Hold on a second, please. Hi, Melissa.
3: Hey, Peg. How are you?
2: How you doing? How was Easter?
3: It was very nice. I spent time with my family. It was really fun. How about yours?
2: It was good. It was good. I made a prime rib and uh, got almost to the end of it and um, dropped the pan, (laughs) got burnt, but (laughs) I salvaged a great dinner, my son Dan and I. But was it delicious? It was was the question. (laughs) Yeah, it was good. It was good.
3: It was worth all the trouble then.
2: It was good. It was, once a year we do this, you know. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, um, you and I went to see that movie the other night, Heaven is for Real, with uh, yes. Colton Burpo. And I thought it was out of this world. What did so you think? It was think?
3: phenomenal. Yes, I thought it was so phenomenal because Colton was so believable. I mean, his acting was phenomenal. And I thought that he was exactly an exact replica of the real character inside the book, Heaven is for Real. That's what I imagined. Yes. So He kind
2: of resembled the one we both know, too, didn't he?
3: Yes, he
0: definitely did. Yeah, tell him who. (laughs) My
2: my cousin Mark and your son Mark. Yeah, my son, Mark, who passed February of 2011 to cystic fibrosis, who sends me signs all the time to let me know he's around, and I write about it in uh, my first bestseller on Amazon, available hard, soft cover, little plug, and um, $3.03 on Amazon, if you haven't read it yet, for the Kindle version, Um, like I said, Melissa's my editor, book is called Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Last Hug, and um, I have sequels coming out, next one is a Basically about Mark and a lot of the signs and the crazy stuff that goes on, kind of like the movie, called Racing Haunted in Heaven. But enough about me. So um, when we were – after watching the movie, you know, I took quite ill for a few days. Bad popcorn at that theater. Bad
1: popcorn.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, I wanted to bring something up. I wanted – pay tribute to some very important people in our lives. Today happens to be four years ago today that my late husband passed away, Donald. Um, and it's also my late brother's, Ellie's, birthday uh, today. And yesterday was the date my brother, Melissa's uncle, the same guy, Ellie, uh, he passed away the day before his birthday in 98. And on April 18th was my late sister Pat's birthday, who passed in 2006 and also the date my dad died on her birthday in 1993. So this has been a tough week. But, you know, based on seeing the film and the signs that I get and my belief in God and and life after death, uh, my human side still hurts for them all. So I've had a rough few days, you know. The family's had a rough few days. But you know what? Because of movies like this and Books like mine, and i'd like to plug another one by bill Guggenheim and and Judy um hello from heaven, which I wrote something out about the book tonight bill 's a friend of my Facebook and kind of plugged the uh show tonight for me thanks bill uh, kind of made him do it I guess <laughs> but anyhow I, I would recommend reading his book too hello from heaven um it 's about you know stories kind of like what what Colton's movie was about and, uh, um, my books are about and what our real life experiences are about, about so many encounters with our lost loved ones. I don't believe they're demons. I'm sure there's demon entities out there also. But we, Melissa and I are very Christian, and we pray to the light before each show and don't want any of those coming on the show. <laughs> so please don't call in and um, yeah. don't I'm want any of people. the dark entities. So I just want to make that clear to everybody. We are totally working for God, okay? So if you want to call in with your stories or events, uh, if you've lost loved ones, um, grieving parents, you know, I'm a grieving parent of two, so very supportive and uh, that's what my show's about. So, Melissa, let's talk a little bit more about the movie. Yeah. um One of the things that we both um, saw prior and just talked about recently was that little girl from Russia, whose parents were both um, atheists, I think, or agnostic, yeah. or, or I think atheists. They were atheists.
3: They, uh, they, were atheists.
2: they were atheists. Tell us. Yes. Tell us about her name and okay. you
3: did a so, little
0: uh, script. I did a little Earth, research because
3: I'm a huge fan of Akiyani. I think she's talented and amazing, and a lot of the things that she thinks are beyond her time. It's as if somebody, you know, older than her, much older, like, 20s, were describing the things that she describes in her book. So the research that I did, it said that at four years old, she said, today I met God. And the name Akiyani actually means ocean, and she was born under the water. She had an underwater birth. So at Like years old, most Akiani- rock yeah, she had an underwater birth, and then the mom thought that it was, you know, it was um, the word ocean, right, would apply to her daughter because that's what she had just gone through when she was just born. Um, so then at three weeks old, Akiani's parents received a phone call from a woman in Europe named Victoria, and she told the parents a premonition. She said, something amazing is going to happen with your daughter. And the parents were kind of, you know, they were taken aback, you know. Gary, well, like, how did that lady something find Something amazing is Are... happening to your child. What?
2: How did the uh person call them out of the blue? Did she how did she just the premonition brought her and called the number or That's
3: what she said she said that she was inspired through a vision.
2: Wow. Yeah, and there's many yeah. visions in life. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. We've had them ourselves, you and I and um right. we'll talk about later because we both are gifted, um, I'm not going to say psychics, I don't like to refer to it that way, gifted in- intuitives, um, afraid of our gifts for a while, you know, for many years and came together with it, niece and aunt, not, knowing that we both had something but didn't know, we, di- we didn't tell each other.
3: Exactly what and it was. And now we kind of we pull
2: together when it and I just want to let uh, one second and let people know that we yeah. do do readings on the show. Everything's free. My show is free. I do this show for nothing. Uh, actually, no, I do it for something. I do it for our Lord. And because like uh, uh, Colton and uh, Ashiana. um Ashiana. He's given oh, us. Uh, right. I, you know me. That's why it's she's okay. my editor. <laughs> but anyhow, um, it's a job I have to do. And it's a job that I feel that the Lord has blessed me with. And I can't not um, do it. So this is why I'm here. You, 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 some of the audience, you think I'm crazy, whatever. But look at the movies that are out. Look at people on TV now, like Teresa Caputo, like I've said before. Come on, there's so much going on. The veil is thinning between the worlds. God wants us to know it's for real. We sit in the church pews every week. That's what we're all hoping for. And then we talk about this, and you're like, oh, you're nuts. So go ahead. Tell us about this little girl, and I'm going to be quiet, which is so hard okay, for the mobile
3: I was very inspired by her story because her parents, their entire lives, worked really hard. And in the beginning, they were very, very poor, and they lived in a shack. And, you know, for entertainment, the mom took them out into the cornfield, and they would watch the sunset and do the little things that sometimes people take for granted. And they right. actually went into the forest, and they grew monarch butterflies from cocoons that they found in the meadow. And if you notice a lot of Akiani's paintings, there's a lot of butterflies in them because it's something she could see close up, and it's something that she loved. Um, she also loves painting faces because she said, a face is the first thing you see when you're born, and we cannot live fully without seeing or touching a human face, which right, I thought was very, right. very powerful because it's so true. That is the first thing that you see, and it's it's almost like that defines you at times. People see your face, and that's they know you right away because they see you. It's like it's just a vision for them. Um uh-huh. So I just felt like everything that she did was so inspiring. Her artwork is inspiring and a lot of the poems that she writes that go along with the artwork. It's just so beautiful and it's beyond her time. You know, she's young and these things I mean a thirty or forty year old could be painting these things and she's young and she's she totally painted this gifted what eight years and old? Right? What? And and
2: you know, we, we portray faces that we see all the time of Jesus with the long hair and the sandals yeah. and the and the blue eyes, but the actual painting that she did and Colton Uh, during the movie also said to his father that is what Jesus really looks with the green eyes like mom that painting was
3: that painting was called Prince of Peace and that's known to everyone now that that is the real face of Jesus
2: right right yeah well it's amazing I kind of had a comment on my site this week uh, because you know I write poetry and what have you and I uh, some of the pictures are mine um, that I've taken others are I borrow from other people and I usually state that that they're not my picture they're my poems and someone wrote to me, of course, you always have a, you know, you always have your little hacker or your, your, uh, people that like to put you down or, or make a comment, you know, in a rude way. And it's like, that's not Jesus, that's so-and-so, the actor. It's the portrayal, it's like, you know, I don't make objects, pictures, um hmm. uh, um What's the word I'm, I'm looking for? You know, um, there's a part in the Bible that says about that. You're not supposed to honor like statues and pictures and what have you.
3: Right. I'm so, losing like, the, the fake gods other than the real ones. I think that is what they're speaking yeah, of. Yeah. It's
2: just it's just a substitute like of gods. what what we all kind of think Jesus looks like. So I actually right. put um, after that uh, to to amuse this person because <laughs> I like to amuse people. Um, I put the actual picture that that she drew at eight 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 a.m. at eight years old, <laughs> and um, the, also the one that Colton, when he saw that picture that she wrote, and here they're she's in Russia and he's here in in Arkansas, and and I think it's Arkansas, and and they both seen the face of Jesus, and that's what he looks like. So continue more about her.
3: Um, so that was most of what I had. Um... I just love a lot of her poetry. It's very deep and very spiritual. And the paintings themselves, um, they're just so beautiful. The way she captures a face, like she even did pictures of herself. She did Mm self-portraits, and they were the most beautiful thing I've seen. She has a picture of herself. She's looking up at the stars, and I think she's like holding a bubble or holding a star or something really cool. And the colors and everything, it looks so real, like as if you were there in the picture with her. It's just amazing the way that she can draw and paint.
2: Heaven is real. Yeah, <laughs> it's real. It's real.
3: You right, know, I think that's that, why they're so interconnected, Akiani and Colton, because everything that they're seeing, like they're seeing the same thing. Like he's describing heaven, and she's getting visions of heaven. So I feel right, like that's a right. huge connection between the two of them too, the spiritual side.
2: And neither one of them actually died when they went to heaven. That's the right. the kind of kind of like what Easter represents with the resurrection. You know, um, uh, Jesus actually went to heaven body and soul, and came back and was resurrected, because if you remember in the tomb, the body was no longer there. He was the only one that did that, but these two kids uh, were both four years old when things started happening. They both, in a way, kind of did that, you know, the same thing. I mean, not the body. I mean, the bodies were here, but their souls were allowed to leave and visit with Jesus, and it was like, oh my gosh, that movie was so powerful, so powerful. It was
3: amazing.
2: I emailed Colton today, and I gave him the number, and I don't know if he'll call in. probably not, but if the man upstairs is looking out after us, maybe you know. But I did yeah. offer him, an, uh, you know, an invitation to come on the show and, and talk. So maybe sometime I can get him on the show. Show. So, that would be um,
3: amazing because I think his story yeah, so is so, so inspirational and, and real.
2: And Bill, I wanted to say I extended an invitation to him today from, uh, the book Hello From Heaven, uh, because he is my friend on, on Facebook and his wife, his ex-wife Judy, who are both the co-authors of Hello From Heaven. And you know what? One of the things that I wasn't going to really write a script tonight, I don't always write scripts, but one of the chapters in his book is chapter 14 It's called, ironically, Butterflies and Rainbows, Symbolic ADCs. Oh, that's of course, so cool. my book, Rainbows and butterflies and one last hug, so we're all war- working together on the same um path here, I think you know,
0: yeah,
2: what do you th- yeah yeah I think we're all on the same agree path with that. yeah it's, it's teamwork people, it's teamwork, so um tell us more, tell us more
3: about heaven is for
2: real, well, about um I, I, say her name again I Akiyane, Akiyane. didn't she have yeah. a poem she wrote wanted to read or something?
3: Um, yes, I'm trying to get it on my phone actually right now. <laughs> I was having a tiny bit of technical difficulty.
2: Okay, yeah, nothing new for this show. <laughs> no, I know. That's the devil. That's the it, devil I coming, coming in.
0: in.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He don't like. He don't like us doing this show. I guess. Yep. Yep. Well, anyhow, um, you know, like I said, I have a caller that wants to ask a question. Um, Last uh, four numbers are 0833. Hold on a few more minutes. Please don't hang up. Um, We just want to get some points across, and then we'll accept the calls. And, um, you know, you may get a reading. You may not get a reading. We may just talk. When spirit comes through, they come through. We never know, okay? So um, expect the unexpected, but don't expect everything, okay? Yeah.
3: (laughs) Do the best we can.
2: Yes, definitely, definitely. I actually
3: had one more point about heaven is surreal that I thought was kind of important, too. If that's okay?
2: Yeah, no, go. Hey, it's our okay. show, man. Do it. <laughs> um, uh,
3: so I wanted to the... talk about the idea of disbelief in regards to mm-hmm. the heaven that Colton described. Because a lot of people, when he said, you know, I, I visited heaven, I visited God and Jesus, and I saw the angels and mm-hmm. people, I feel like it's a normal first reaction for most people to think, like, oh, yeah. okay, this is a kid, it's his imagination, but I feel like the uh-huh. most powerful thing is to believe it, because there's a lot uh-huh. of things in this world that, you know, a lot of people kind of push to the side and they're like, yeah, whatever. But the second you start to believe it, it's like you're opening up a whole new world, something that uh-huh. is unspoken, you know? And I feel like that's really important, because when Colton had described, you know, the singing angels and how beautiful the sound was and the colors that they see that are indescribable, because in heaven, like the grass is different colors and the sky is, all, you know, like colors of the rainbow, things that we don't see here on earth. I don't think
2: it's, it's more intense they say, right? More right, intense, it's, like it's the more, greener it's vivid, earth.
3: it's like, yeah it's like when you have a yeah. you, know what? You, hat, want, you know, one I, of those frame apps on your phone and you're changing all the pictures and adding vivid colors it's kind of like that, it's something that you're right, not right. seeing as bright, you know
2: I just want to and say yeah, another like caller
3: eight,
2: uh, oh, please stay on hold, we will get to you, I promise um, I just wanted to say, too, um, you know, I've been condemned and laughed at. And it's like, oh, God, she's lost it. She's lost so many. She's lost two kids. She's gone off the deep end. You know, peeps, I wrote something on my um, <laughs> Facebook today. Believe what you want. I'm not crazy. I'm a little off. So, who isn't?
3: But one's perfect. I
2: am working for God, and that's what I put. I'm working for God. I guess I had to go through my own... Uh, trials and tribulations to get me to this point from where my spirituality is at. I was always spiritual and religious, more spiritual now, um, and um, one of the things I wanted to bring up also from the movie is, you know, Colton's dad uh, um, uh, was is a preacher. And when he got he went through uh, a few trials and tribulations before this happened, broke his leg, if you remember in the movie, and then uh, it ended up something else i can 't remember now what happened and then Then he was kind of laughed at was giving his sermon yeah,
0: you know and off. almost
2: voted out of the church because of him. Letting people know about what happened with his son. Now here he is a preacher, preaching the word of God and Jesus, and we're all going to go to heaven. Then he, his son has an experience, and they're they're poo pooing it. What is wrong yeah. with you people? Why are you why are you sitting in pews then? What are we What are we all working for? This is insanity. Wake up, wake up, please. You know, um, being intuitive. Uh, you know, even before that, I was like a spiritual relig- religious. Uh, being intuitive, I know it's real. uh things happen to me that there's no explanation for beyond belief um we're not evil that are intuitive we we get gifts from God I'm sure there are some maybe maybe there are you know, but i'm not false like a false prophet i don't blame you know uh um, say that i i'm I'm a prophet or anything like that. I just feel like I have gotten a gift. And and God wants me to use it to bring people closer. I'm not bringing you to hell. I'm, I'm trying to bring you to heaven. And that's all I got to say about that. So, Melissa, you want to talk a little bit more about the movie? And then we'll bring a couple callers in and then we'll go back to it?
3: Yeah, sure. Uh, one of my favorite things I was going to say is the support of the family in regards to Colton, too. Because they completely transformed in the beginning of the movie, and I'm sure in the book, too. Um, they kind of were in disbelief themselves until they realized mm-hmm. that the things that he, were, that he was telling them was real about the daughter that they had lost and he had never met and mm-hmm. you know things about that things that they couldn't have possibly have known people he met that he had never known that were related to the father um well, and for me the most his,
2: yeah and he even pointed them out in the it pop like uh, the great grandfather
1: yeah his father's grandfather
3: you
2: know anything about him and his father says is this him and he shows an older picture and he goes no right and he showed a and younger he said,
3: we're younger yeah
2: because nobody nobody's old over there. We our bodies get old here people. You know, this is all part of we're like the flowers, you know, we change with seasons and 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 you know, we the seed is planted and we grow and we're nurtured and and then we die and like a withering flower, we we the body passes away, our caterpillar passes away. The soul lives forever and that's what this show is about. My books are about Bill's books about Colton's books about the Bible is about, we live, and the resurrection. The resurrection, he came to show us there is life after death. He came to save us. So, okay, I'm being quiet now. Sorry, it's so hard. <laughs>
0: no,
3: so, you don't need to be quiet. Sorry. I like what you're saying. It's very important.
2: No, I know, I know. Sometimes I talk too much. But it's a talk so show, people, sorry. <laughs> it's, it's beyond, I should call it Beyond the View. You know, there I on Beyond the View on the radio. The veil of oh. Peg. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Okay, so go ahead, tell us some more, and then we're gonna take okay, a Okay, so
3: for me, the most one of the most inspiring parts was the ending. I'm not gonna give mm-hmm. the whole thing away, but the brief part that I mostly loved was the togetherness that occurred at the church after the pastor made a speech, because he oh, talked wow, about yeah. believing in something more um, bigger than this world, which is, you know, heaven and Jesus, and knowing that the things that his son was telling him was real. Like, this wasn't made mm-hmm. up. This wasn't a story. All of it was Well, there was no way of him knowing it. Like, being
2: his father, there's God no knows.
3: way he could have known half the things that he said.
2: Exactly, exactly. Okay. All right, should we t- bring a caller in, and we'll talk more about the book? Because I don't want to lose our callers tonight. Sure. Okay, we're going to bring um, 0833, and then I have an Area 914 caller. Hang on, um, please, and then we'll, we'll pick you up in a little bit, okay? We've got to take first come, first serves, and 0833 uh, has been holding for 25 minutes. So give us a few. We'll speak with them, and then we'll get you. Okay, hold on, please. Hello, caller. Uh, what's your name and what part of the country are you from? Hi,
1: I'm Natasha, and I'm calling from California.
2: Oh, hi. How are you? What is your name again? I'm
1: oh, cool. Natasha. Very pretty. Oh, hi, name. Natasha. Thank very
2: you. Very, very nice. Well, uh, Natasha, what would you like to speak to us about?
1: Um, well, I didn't um, see the movie yet, but uh, it is something that I have planned to see. Um, however, I guess I wanted to ask you guys a question about that. However, I heard from other people who've seen the movie, um, I heard a couple of comments that people were saying that they wish that they would have um, shown a little bit more of heaven. Um, mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about that? In other words, like from what they were saying that they didn't really show too much about like show heaven itself, what it's mm-hmm. like, and and all that kind act- of stuff. And how, how do you guys feel Talk- about that?
2: So gotcha, they actually did. They showed when Colton entered heaven. Um, like I said, I don't want to get the whole movie away, but it, he walked up to like there. there are buildings there, like here. Uh, I feel mm-hmm. personally as a as an intuitive and 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 as a human, and also my soul connected over there, and gifts God has given me. That there's it's just mm-hmm. like here. It's a mirror image, just more intense. Okay, um, he mm-hmm. first noticed. He walked in, and Jesus greeted him and asked if he was scared, and and, and then he saw the beautiful colors, and and, and then uh, I think the sister hugging him. And, you know, it, it was um, – I, I don't know whether there will be a sequel to the movie, or maybe that's what it was all about. Um, but um, I think being that, you know, my personal opinion – I'm going to let Melissa express her, her opinion, opinion next. Okay. My personal opinion – our time on earth is short. We're going to know what it's like when we get there. You know, we hear it's beautiful. We hear it's a mirror image here. And I think they leave a lot to the imagination, but I think we pretty much know by the basic, uh, basic things like the, the colors are more intense. There are buildings there. You work there. You go to school there. You pretty much do what you do here. Um, so there's yes. really no fear. And that's one of the things that, that was my late daughter who passed in, uh, Mother's Day 2002. She always said no fear long before she even got really sick with cystic fibrosis. And now I understood it because it was said in the movie a lot about fearless. And Melissa, yeah. when my daughter died, wrote a poem called Fearless. And, um, so it's don't fear it don't fear it i mean we're going to know we'll, we'll get there soon enough um, just do what you got to do. We all we're all here. We're all made in the image of God. We all got a job to do. If you if you, all of a sudden you get your calling, you don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be an intuitive. You don't have to write books. You don't have to have a radio show. You know, it's. I'll tell you, for a lot of us, I know myself and a lot of my friends, authors are, that I've had on my show and and, and inspirational and, and and very talented and 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 uh, inspiring people. It's not about our ego. We we are assigned this job. We all have a job here to do. It's your choice that's free will God gives you to do it so we all have a calling. you just got to find yours you know even through the trials and tribulations so that's my personal feeling to touch but I'm gonna let Melissa take over Melissa tell her okay. what you, your feelings are
3: okay now I do somewhat agree with the other audience that said that we didn't see enough of it because I felt like I loved what I saw and it was beautiful don't get me wrong I really did love it but he spoke so much more than what could have been shown on the screen and I would have loved to have seen a couple more of those scenes with what he was describing instead of him just saying it. I feel like that would have been yeah. a, little, a little bit more powerful. That was my mm-hmm. only
1: thing, but the movie and, as a whole is beautiful. So. Yeah, and that's what I heard. People were saying, I just wish they would have shown more of heaven. Yeah, you know, I was. They enjoyed that. the movie, but <laughs> but they were really looking. In other words, the people who were going was looking to really for them to really dig into what heaven. You know it's like and all of right. that so but i'm i'm gonna go see it anyway but it's that's amazing. just the review yeah that's just the
2: reviews that i heard from it yeah well, can i can i say one thing wake up every yes. morning we get a we get to see a piece of it god i mean if people that think that it's all about evolution or whatever do you really think the way the, the brain is programmed the way the bodies breathe and even go to the bathroom you really think that's all evolution come on i mean there had to be a greater creator to do all this to to synchronize all these systems that's mm-hmm. my my personal we every day that we wake up is a gift from god yeah. that's why they call so we need to stay in the right. present Okay, because we have to unwrap that gift every day, and we have bad days. Today, you know, this week I told you it was bad for me. Today is the, you know, the anniversary of my husband's death on my brother's birthday, who's died the day before his birthday yesterday. <laughs> this is tough, but I'm still on the show. I showed up for work, and it's hard. I cried today. I cried with my son. You know, we had our tears today. You know, we're human, but I also realize that, life is a gift and and it needs to be embraced and, and and unwrapped every single minute second and and of the day. You know, we need to to be the best we can be, to do the best. We're not perfect because we're human, but we we need to find perfection in our lives somehow. You know, and um I think uh, every day like I said is you're looking at heaven. You're looking at it. You're looking at a big piece of it, you know? I think they're wow. very close more intense and that's my own uh, my own hypothesis of it. I I we all like I said have free will and we all interpret things even the bible our own ways. But I truly right. believe that Absolutely. You're seeing a, we're seeing a piece of heaven here, okay, honey? Is there anything else you'd like to add or would you uh you going to stay and listen to the rest of the show um, and uh you want to talk about other things or you know, yeah, tell us a story? Um,
1: yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I was going to say um Well, I have um, experience. Um, I mean, in other words, I definitely believe that heaven is for real. I um, Mm -hmm. I actually get um, messages from um, deceased loved ones. Um, They come to Mm -hmm. me in my dreams when I'm sleeping, but they're not just there. They're actually telling me, you know, Mm -hmm. um, things like giving me messages to tell um, other family members. So um, I, I do yeah, know that there is definitely somewhere else that, you know, heaven that
2: they they went there, you know. Oh, yeah. Heaven, you know, I was described to me after my, I lost my second child because I, I, I don't read myself, of course. I, I get things happening to me, but I have to go to somebody else. That's how it works, you know. It's like a a doctor right. when he gets sick or another doctor, you know, get their medicine. So, um uh, it was described to me that, you know, everybody thinks were are floating around on clouds and playing harps and all this other stuff, and I just want to bring one right. funny point up about after I say this, but heaven is a dimension off of here, you know, it's 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 just a different dimension, and it's it's here, it's here, heaven is all around you, it's just, I don't know how to describe it, only God knows, I guess we'll find out when we get there, but I, I did want to bring up a funny point from the movie, Melissa, if you recall, we mm-hmm. were talking about because... Holton really reminded me, he had the spirit of my late son Mark, and he looked like yes. him. It was intense, you know, even with the ears sticking out, you know. And um, he, one point, you know, the parents were like going on the trip and went before he got sick, and they're singing gospel music. And, and he goes, what was the song he wanted to sing? Do you remember what he was singing in the movie?
3: It was, oh, no, I thought it was like Blood like, and Wild, but I don't think
0: it was. No, that was my son's well, it was similar okay, to that because it was well, a rock four years,
3: it was a rock and roll song. It was and a rock called Rock. But
2: when yeah. he got to heaven, the angels were singing and they were doing, like, beautiful humming. And he goes, can you do me, a, I think, do me a favor? Do you know yes. uh, We Will Rock rock You? Well, that's what it was. Yes, that's we what will it was. I think rock. it was
3: We Will Rock You.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And the angels giggled. Oh, wow. So they laughed. They laugh too. I my son that. at four, the same age Colton was when he went into the surgery. We were down the shore, we would go every year with my all four kids and we were on the boardwalk and I'm a singer too. And I didn't know my son could sing. at four years old, and it was outdoors. He got up on a chair at karaoke and sang Born to be Wild, and it reminded me just the way Colton was singing. He, my kid brought down the audience, let me tell you. Wow.
1: <laughs> so that That's really awesome.
2: me when I saw Colton do it. It's like, you know, we all think it's going to be like, we go to heaven. It's like, I can remember my dad who worked for the church for the year. goes, what do you think it's going to be like? I'm going to be bored. No, you're not. You're going to do the same thing you do here, but just better, you know. So don't be afraid of it. You're not going to be bored. There's going to be lots to do. There's no concept of time there. It's just beauty and goes on and on and on. You know, it rocks on, people. It rocks on. So I just wanted to make that point. I thought that was very cute. The angels, you know, they they were laughing. They were laughing with him, so they're not all sitting there and 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 not just like praying like we think all day. And and it's going to be, you know, like a like a monastery. It's they have personalities, and 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 we we keep our personalities. And that's one thing as an intuitive I've found that people I've read our kids come through with a personality that doesn't change. Our, our 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 family and our friends that die, that doesn't change. You keep your personality, which surprised me when my children came through. And that's how I knew it was them. I said, oh, my God, they're, they're still doing stuff like that. <laughs> I, was here. I thought that would change at least because they were all in court sometimes. That was cool. <laughs> but I just uh, want to comfort this, you know. So, Natasha, um, do you have anything else to say? And I'll put you on hold one, and maybe bring one, you back.
1: One. We are one last thing. Well, are you? Can you answer a psychic question, or you're not doing that right now?
2: Well, well, you know what? Like I said, and I, I tell people, if it comes through, uh, if the spirit Uh wants it, they'll come through. Um, um, Uh Hold on a second. See what a feeling I'm getting from you. Uh Okay, Leroy Roy. Do you know a Lee or a Roy?
1: No, no, not no. I don't.
2: I'm feeling a Lee or a Roy or a Lee Roy. Okay, Melissa, are you getting anything on her?
3: Uh, the only thing that I see is Tim. What's it?
2: Does that mean anything to you, Natasha? There's
3: what, what does she say? Tim, the name Tim.
1: Oh, the name
3: Tim. Yeah, Tim, like a friend or. Oh, loved Tim, one. Tim. Okay. No.
2: Okay. No? That's that's it. Okay, anything that we get because six months from now, it may mean something. You may find out there was an uncle, a cousin, a relative, a friend, friend in your family's Mm -hmm. life may be coming through because they come through in weird ways sometimes. I don't understand it. It's happened to me. When I'm going to meetings, I'm, like, looking at her, like... What are you nuts? I don't know anybody by the name. Something happened to me um, less than a month ago where I got a reading right a week after my son died. It didn't mean anything to, to, like, less than a month ago. And I'm like, oh, my God, now it means something. So just write it down. I mean, we'll, we'll probably bring it back okay. on. It doesn't look like we have. We have some other okay. calls, but uh, we'll bring it okay. back on, and if we feel something, um, we'll read you. But write those names down. They may mean something. I've had people too. It's okay. like, why well, see somebody with the name D? And like, I don't know anybody. Oh, oh, but but my grandfather's name was Don hello, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. so that's how it works, I mean we don't always get, um, it's not engraved in stone, Melissa does spiritual writing, the messages she gets, she starts writing on paper like most uh, intuitives, I don't do it that way, they kind of flow through me, they use me as a channel, and I just get, like I do on the show, diarrhea of the mouth, and I just let it flow, you know, <laughs> and I'm real, you know, okay. heaven is real and so is I just let it flow. This is uncensored, unplugged. Uh, we say what we feel because God did give us free will. So, and I hope people don't That's mind that. Right. But I am who I am, and you are who you are. So, and we all just have That's to right. love each other. Okay, Natasha, okay. I'm going to put you on hold. Host- we stay on with okay. the show. I'm going to bring eight two eight six two six on a local number. Okay, hold on, please. Okay. Thanks, Natasha. Okay. Okay. Hello? Hello, 8626. Eight, six. Who am I speaking with?
4: Uh, you're speaking with Lee, uh, the owner of the locksmith. <gasps> oh, hello, Lee. are minister, your brother Lee?
2: <laughs> okay, Lee, what do you have to contribute to? This is my brother Lee. He's uh, a local locksmith and, and an ordained minister as of last year. And Melissa's dad. Uh Would you like to contribute to the show, Lee? I didn't even know what we did. Yeah, here. what I'd
4: like to contribute right now is – uh I saw briefings of the movie at this present time, and I haven't seen the movie yet, but it portrays, a lot of people don't realize that heaven, uh, <clears throat> afterlife in heaven, is like walking through a door that we're actually going from what, one room into the next. People think, like in the Bible where it says, heaven, uh, death wears your sting. That what? Uh, in the Bible, it says, uh, in Scripture, it is questioned where it represent where it said, death, where is your sting? That's what many people, after they die, uh, say unto the Lord, because... And what is like that supposed to mean? Can
2: you be in a minute now? What is that supposed to mean?
4: Oh, What is that supposed to mean is basically it's more of like blinking your eyes and going from life. Into death, which is a new life, like mm-hmm. walking through a doorway.
2: Okay, like opening up a door and walking outside.
4: Right, and then all of a sudden, like the sky is much bluer, the flowers are more colorful.
2: Like we said, the more waters, intense. The colors but, are, the, but more intense.
4: Right, it's it's magnified. But uh, there's so many skeptical people that keep on questioning Peggy, and uh, the bottom line is. It's not what you do in life. It's where your heart is.
2: Right, right.
4: Well, you know yourself. I've been
2: condemned doing, you know, being intuitive and and being this and that and condemned. And, you know, you've been uncomfortable with that at times, being that I have that, being that you are a minister. And... You know, because we do, some of us go by the Bible as, uh, it is the Word. It's our basis. It's, it's our, our, the Book of Life. And, but we, God also gave us free will to interpret it in our own way that, uh, my, work that I'm doing now book writing and poetry and, and, and counseling other grieving parents and the radio show is of the light which is God and and, the- and I you know um, just wanted people to know and I stated another show we pray before each show we don't want any darkness we, uh, we do things of the light if I felt it was of the dark I would not be doing it because I'm afraid of that I've had people call me friends that know that I do this and uh, I'm not gonna say who, somebody a couple months ago, very close to me, said, can you come? There's an entity in the house. And I said, I'm not an exorcist. I'm not a priest. You need to call your priest. You know, they're Catholic. I said, I want nothing to do with that. That's not what I do. You know? I don't sit there. I don't go and I don't save your house and I don't sit there and get demons out of people. That's not my job. That's not what I'm doing. I interpret what God allows me to tell others, to comfort them, to bring them closer to the Lord. That's the way I feel. And if people still that are, not, when you say skeptics, don't understand what I'm doing, well, that's uh, there's nothing I can do. That's your free will. I know right. in my heart, Jesus said, I'm doing the right thing. Born,
4: unless you're born again, you'll never enter the kingdom of God. What's
2: to
0: mm-hmm.
4: be born again is to accept Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Ask Jesus to come into your life, forgive all your sins, and then uh-huh. ask that you be written the book of life and beg his forgiveness. And at that moment, heaven, ask him to have him make a record that you are saved, amen, and you're going to heaven. All right. If you mean with all your heart, you're going to heaven, you're going, going to the light. A lot of
0: people don't nope, know. No, that's, that's the
2: way I know. Cool we know we were both prayer, born in the church. i worked there very hard for 50 years, and and we had our, our basic uh, uh, bringing up in the church from the baptism to the confirmation. We were both married in the church. We were baptized, our children in the church, and we grew up with the basic uh... essentials of being christians and then you know and we when we were confirmed we were given the free will to decide if we wanted to continue or to be of that religion or what have you and we took that on in our family there were six of us uh... four uh... still living um... two in heaven um... like i said this week uh... yes today Great. my brother's birthday is in heaven my oldest brother ellie and my sister pat my oldest sister her birthday was the 18th of this month and um, yesterday, well, I explained it at the beginning of the show. But right. in I, I know
4: my heart. I know I deal with the same thing. Yep. The thing is, uh, why did I become an ordained minister? This is one thing. People have a right to worship in any Christian church that they feel comfortable with.
2: What? People have the right to now, worship. Anyway, anyway There's, there's ar- I have a lot of Jewish friends. So I have a lot of Jewish and friends. And so condemned.
4: very welcome. Because, you know what? I, I respect and love Jewish sure. people. <laughs> and Jewish people are the foundation. If anything, we need mm-hmm. to come together with the Jewish folks because that is where all the roots came. And exactly. there's an association called Jews for Jesus, which is
2: fantastic because they... Oh, look at our, our own background. Our our, gra- our grandfather was Jewish.
4: Right. Dad told so me before he
2: passed. Is, my father's line. grandfather
0: was
4: Jewish. With the American mm-hmm. Marriage Ministries that I did study with and become ordained and studied in theology as well as uh, most of all my life I, I did study in theology. But basically uh, looking at everything at the here and now is that mm-hmm. people feel like they're being punished uh, a lot of times when they go to church. It shouldn't be. When people go to yeah. church. They should be feel like they're going to a family reunion. They should be Well, feeling, I, I hate when people to go to church and they
2: go out and then they, they go out and they get loaded and it's like forget everything they learned everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean Jesus But fine. You can do that you you can do that. You could but you know what? They go in there and it's like you know, I hate to say it, but Mom, to say there's a lot of hypocrites in the pew. I hate to say that. You know, there um there the, there emotions. No.
0: Or if I'm trying to
2: Stop just you know, emotions. Lord Feel it, man. The apostles
4: ended up uh, turning his back to Judas, as he did. And, you know, that I showed mm-hmm. you right there is always going to be – there's always going to be evil fighting good. But good exactly. is always going to
2: That's where a lot of people say it. there's no hell. Uh, what do you think this is all about? We are fighting I, – I can't really talk about hell. I don't know. I think there's some of it here. I think there's some of heaven here and hell. Uh, we get a little taste of both obviously. We're you know, stuck the in pain
0: right us.
2: now. Our little mo purgatory, whatever, whatever you want to call it, you know, I don't know what do you would wanna what you'd want to you know, call it. But um I believe there's both. I, I don't I believe if um you're a good person, you have a pure heart that you don't go and, and that's why Jesus came to save us of our, of of that 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 uh, uh eternity. You know, as long as you are pure in heart, we can we do do wrong. And you can do some of the worst things in life, but he for, it's forgiven. That's why he died on that cross. That's why he came back to show
4: right. us though. When Jesus died on the cross, though, there's one thing a lot of people don't realize is first you have to be saved. If you're saved, then you have eternal life in heaven, regardless of what you do. Because once you are truly saved, Christian, what happens is everything else is washed away. You'll still try to it. Right, change. well that's what we But you're not gonna feel good um, about
2: it. Yeah, I mean we still have guilt. That's part of being human. I still have guilt for some stupid things I've done. Uh, Whoops. Um, but um you know, I I know that um um the the word insanity is, you know, uh keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. If you learn by your sins, by things that you've done you're sane. If you keep doing that same thing over and over and over and say, oh, God, forgive me, and then go back to doing it again, that's insanity. That's that's, that's not... insanity.
4: But the thing is, if you were, a saved, born-again Christian, which uh, people get overwhelming and use it as a correction. But then do, again, like said,
2: we have Jewish people out there that are not born-again Christians, so we can't right. condemn them. But God God can judge. I don't God, believe that, you, um, you know, uh, I believe – I don't know what, what I believe as far as that. But it's, You know, um, I have Jewish blood in me too, you know. I'm, I'm, I am grew up Episcopalian, but well, I'm – doesn't matter I'm what a,
4: blood you have in you. It's, wish, you know? When when God deals with your heart, well, what we mm. your religion If do you know in massive – in this past week, Muslim religions are converting over to the Jewish religion in Africa right now. There's been an overwhelming really? – it's been – the last hey, week, it is overwhelming. And the thing right. is, it's a learning process.
2: Well, I think the veil is lifting between both worlds. I think something I, – I don't know if I talked to you about it this week. We haven't talked well, a lot recently. The blood, recently, moon but, too. So the blood moons. That's predicting the Bible, the four blood moons, isn't it? It's yeah. part of the – Is it part of Revelation. Yep. Yeah. So we end. have four blood moons. I mean, we've already had, It'll what, one? Wars,
4: rumors of wars.
2: No, yeah, uh, the 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 weather situation. Uh, I mean, you know, a year ago I was a victim of Hurricane Sandy. Now, survivor, had to live out of my house for six months. Almost died that night along with another child. Uh, lost everything, pretty much I own, because your family was here helping with the cleanup afterwards, with along many right. friends and but I didn't even know. Thank God for them, my, my personal angels, all but, of them. But we're t- um, it it was nobody.
4: We're, we really need to share the word of God and share and our
2: Yeah.
0: And Lee, you know, you know your, I'm going to uh, put you on, you're yeah.
2: going to stay on the show because I'm going to put you on hold. I wanted to play um, a song um, that I, a guest I had on, Michelle Angelis. Angelus. Uh, she's an upcoming, okay. she's a songwriter.
4: You're long, right, Peg? But if I could say a quick prayer to your
0: listeners.
2: Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. and then I'll play her song because it's called The Same. And I, I think I'm going to play this, of course, plugging Michelle, but to all my Jewish friends and, 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 and my Christian friends and, and all my friends of other faith, um, whether straight or gay or whatever, I love you all. And the song The Same. We are all the same. We're all we God's children. Nobody. And the song goes out to everyone. And God makes decisions.
4: Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. go ahead. That's a good time. Dear Lord Jesus Christ, we ask you to come into our hearts, take over our lives, we surrender ourselves to you, and ask time that Jesus Christ become our Lord and Savior. If you're willing to do this right now, you will be saved. Amen. And one more prayer, if I could quickly, is, Mm -hmm. dear God, please listen to the folks out there on Peggy's blog radio show. Bless them. Let them find the light through her actions and deeds. Let them see the pureness of her heart. Let them reach into their souls and not judge others, but judge themselves. May they reach out to God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and accept his love. And may Peggy and her show successfully reach out and change people's lives. And may they feel the love of God and our Lord Jesus Christ in their hearts each and every day. That they be filled with the Holy Spirit. I ask this in Jesus Christ's name. God bless. Amen.
2: Thank you. And also your daughter, who's my co-host, Melissa. Um, amen. And that was a very nice prayer, Lee. Thank you so much for coming on late. Okay? No Thanks. You have problem. a great night. And what I
4: would like you to do, Peg, with everything else, too, is let the listeners know at this time that your heart is to make a difference and your light is shining out to reach people to make them closer to God, to, to bridge the gap, and that's what it's all about.
2: Well, I do that on every show, I think, Lee. I, uh, thank you for right. that, but I do. Oh, I, I, I
4: I've heard very few shows. And I minute, make it
2: clear to people that I'm working of the light, and I'm, I'm one of God's workers. If you go to my Facebook tonight, I actually wrote something about that. He what called me to do a job, and from I'm from doing it. Real
4: quick, is some people are going to be critics and everything else. You know what? if you're successful, you're going to get critics. So if you start getting critics, you know you're doing a very, very great job.
2: Well, I must be a super success because I've gotten a heck of a lot of those. <laughs>
4: well, <there's not laughs> but it's problem. not about ego. Not I want, to no, my you show, know, my books,
2: my work is not about my ego. It's my purity, my pure pureness of heart because I am working for the man. I am working for the, the number one boss. So, Lee, thanks a lot for the prayers. Thanks for coming on. No no a, thank you so much. And, and I'm
4: I'm glad I could reach out and share and hopefully contribute to something to the show at this point, but critically enough is more than anything else, people need to know the pureness of your heart, you're trying to bring them closer to God and how they perceive that and how they see God, they have to work in their own heart, but God will reveal himself in his own way to each and everybody. He's different to each person and he reaches mm-hmm. each person's heart differently, but He's out there. As long as you're professing it, uh, people just have to make the decision. You're doing a great you know, job. I think I make,
2: that very, I make that very clear. Okay, Lee, thanks again, hon. You have a great well, night. I'm glad now, you okay? Love you. Love you. Love you. Okay, bye. Bu- Hello, Melissa. Hello. How are you? I'm sorry Good. you didn't get this much to your dad, but you do live,
1: oh, that's live okay. there.
2: Every day. So, <laughs> but um, anyhow, did, did you want to add anything and then I'll play Michelle's song about the same and you want to touch on anything that your dad said or?
3: Uh, no, it's okay. You can play the song.
2: Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to play the same. This is Michelle and this goes out to all my friends. Like I said, Christian, Jewish, whatever you are, we're all the same in God's eyes. Hold on.
5: I never wanted to know You can't even look inside You're afraid of what you already show I don't need a message I don't need a heart I know I'm selfish, I know I'm cruel But the role I play, well it's time to change that part Everyone knows Well, it makes me feel like I'll never be
2: And that was a very inspirational young woman I had on the show, singer-songwriter Michelle DeAngelis. <clears throat> I thank her for letting me to play her music. Um, I, you can go to her site, Michelle DeAngelis, and I think that's available for purchase now, uh, along with some of her other music. So thank you again, Michelle. Uh, Melissa, what do you think of that song? Uh, that could be applied, I think, right to a relationship, to your relationship with the Lord, to your relationship with other people. What do you think about that?
3: Yeah, I feel like it applies to a lot of different things. I feel like it's also her kind of becoming her own person and understanding that uh-huh. sometimes you have to let go of things that aren't working out in order to find better things in your life.
0: Mhm.
2: Yeah, and that would also, well, I would think too, coming to to God. I mean, we're again bringing in the free will that we talk about that, you know, uh your free will for spirituality, your free will for anything in life, uh your job, uh what you do to other people is all on you. You know, we can sit here and, and people can preach and people can tell you this and that and you can take it all in, but it's your, you're the final decision maker to decide where you're going in life. Do you agree on that?
3: I definitely do. I feel like you have to right, make decisions hun- in order to find your path.
2: Exactly, exactly. Well, again, thank you, Michelle. You want to talk some more about the movie, some of your feelings on the movie?
3: Yeah, I was going to say, um, that story in particular, The Heaven is For Real, I feel like types of stories that inspire us kind of ease our pain, like one day at a time, because mm-hmm. you see that there's a better world out there, and you see that things that you think are always impossible are not, like there are miracles, like with the prayer chain when Colton was under the knife and he was getting surgery, you know, he was unexpected to live, and that really was a miracle that the power of prayer that they were showing, like, people all around the world and people that his family loved and knew praying for him. And I feel like the human spirit and the power of prayer is stronger than anything.
2: <clears throat> oh, yeah. I mean, it really – miracles happen every day. I mean, Jesus yeah. came and showed it. I mean, he he raised Lazarus from the dead. Uh, he, 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 he healed the blind. He healed the lame. Um, you know, um, he forgave the sins of, was it uh, Mary Magdalene, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, she, I'm trying to think. She was the one, right, that was the prostitute?
3: Yes, She was also, yeah. um, her character was featured in Jesus Christ Superstar, the play. Uh-huh. And she sang to Jesus. I actually sang one of those songs in one of my plays that I auditioned for. And it was based on Mary Magdalene being forgiven. So it was really good. I would love to hear you sing
2: tonight if you ever want to.
3: Oh, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> okay. I'm uh, Melissa braver. also tried
2: out for Niall and X-Factor, uh, and uh, um, she tried out for both. So, and you know, there's millions of people that try, but she's a very talented girl, and uh, Thank you. we have a, from a very musical background, stemming back from my grandparents to my father to myself to Melissa to my brother. Most of us were very musical, and I think music heals the spirit, heals the soul. You know, um, it really does. It really does. I mean, it touches a different part of our brain, which we discussed in other shows with my uh, my own mother with Alzheimer's. And we've talked about it. And I happened to have a, a, my own home nursing business for years. And I worked with dementia and Alzheimer's. And those that couldn't talk, I learned that they could sing still because it's a different part of the brain. So I really feel that that part of the brain is part of the, more part of the soul than the uh, thinking brain, you know. So I think that's why it touches us and and, and, and inspires us and what have you. We all need it. We all need a song in our heart, you know? So what what other points about the movie did you want us to discuss?
3: Um, I thought the idea of family, too, how in the beginning when everything happened with Colton, when he was about to die and they thought that he wasn't going to make it, how the family all Mm -hmm. came together. And they just were a stronger force than they were in the beginning. And even though, Mm -hmm. you know, it's hard, there's a hardship and, and things were getting a little bit crazy because people started to not believe. You know, the people in the parish started to not oh, believe yeah. their own preacher. I was well, kind of outraged own... because I'm like, you don't give up even... on somebody that's never given up on you. You know what I mean? It's like when things become hard and there's a challenge, that's when you fight harder. In my opinion, exactly. that's what I would do.
2: Yeah. Yep. Well, the you parents know, even there was really... like, you know, they were they were fighting with each other at one point, if you recall, right. throwing coffee cup and a sink and you know you wouldn't expect the so-called preacher's wife to do that but you know again we're not God and we're not Jesus we're we're parts of them
3: either no we're human (laughs) and that's
2: part of the experience we get angry and we get mad but the most important thing I've I've had trials and tribulations uh, like the rest of you in life Uh, people have hurt me and people have talked about me and people have made assumptions and what have you I don't forget the things that they do, but I forgive the things they do, because that's part of being a Christian. You have to forgive people, you know? You really do. Um, uh, people make up lies, and, and they make you look like the bad guy sometimes, and and so you just kind of like what the Bible says, turn the other cheek, you know, and look at them and say, what what is so wrong in their lives that makes them this way, you know? You're not better than them; they're not better than you. But so many people point a finger at others, and 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 um, that's part of the human experience. You know, it's live and learn. So I think we should all maybe try a little harder to understand each other and look into, <clears throat> you know, look into the situation a little deeper, where the problem may really be lying. Is it within yourself, or is it within someone gossiping and making up stuff? Because I, I just went through something like that recently in my life, and I'm like, you know. This is ridiculous. This is child play. You know, so uh, I haven't forgotten it, but I've forgiven it, and I've just had to walk away from it, you know.
3: Yeah, Uh, I feel like it's a lot of it is how you interpret it, too. Like, if somebody says something to you, like, yeah, it hurts, because obviously we're all sensitive creatures, and words do hurt, Mm. and they burn us. But if you think, Mm. too, like, what is so wrong with that person that they're saying this to me, then it's kind of like you take it where it comes Mm. from, and you kind of just live your own life. You know what I mean? You don't take it... It's yeah. your heart a hundred percent, because if you did, we'd all be, you know, we'd all be hurting all the time, and you can't live like that. You you have to get over it. You yeah. know,
2: there are some that it's kind of like when they play. When we were kids, we played operator. You tell somebody something, and then it it blows up, and then it gets totally distorted. There's yeah. something in my life, only like really <laughs> half that. You know, and I'm like, okay. And I said to this person, I said, you better really look into your own life right now and other people around you and other people that are telling you something was said and what they're what they're gaining from this right because people that are jealous of you uh people that are that really have so not much going on in their lives and and they they try to hurt people that's all part of the evil part of the world they can pretend what is it the the sheep and the uh the the wolf in the sheepskin you know that happens in life every day you know, yeah. not, not everybody's perfect and not everybody's good. There is, there's bad forces here in this, this life, you know? Um, I just pray for them. I pray for people that have hurt me now. I pray for people's souls. I pray for their the human existence, you know? That's what mm-hmm. we, we need to pray for. We're human. We're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to do stupid things. I mean, that's part of being, get over it. It's part of life, you know?
0: Well, but,
2: uh, I think we need to start looking into things more. You know, into in looking. I do too. Um, That's how you get a
3: deeper understanding. Is when you really look at something in the eye and try to figure it out and decipher what it means.
2: Exactly, exactly. Well, callers, again, uh, we have no more callers. We just lost uh, uh, the, the one that was holding on. Um, again, you can call in the show at three four seven eight three eight nine two zero one. You can call that to listen to the show. You can Skype the show. Um, if you want to call in and talk to us, you need to hit the one cue, so I know that you want to speak to us. So, um, I don't know. So what other things would you want to talk about tonight?
0: Well, I had
3: a question for you, actually. Sure. So when we were watching the movie, I noticed that some things reminded you of Mark. And I wanted yes. to know what part of the movie was the most powerful part for you when you thought about Mark as opposed to Colton, the character.
2: Um, well, number one, he looked like him when he was right.
3: little. I noticed that, too. Uh, you know,
2: I'm to make a little joke. My late husband, who died four years today, used to tell Meg and Mark they both had kind of had sticking out ears. They looked like taxi cabs because they were both one going down the street with the doors open, Kidding around, which was mean. <laughs> but, you know funny and he had the little stick out ears and the part that got to me was when he sang to the angels when he asked them like can you sing um whatever we will whatever rock that, you or
3: whatever it was
2: yeah 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 well, rock on rock on and i reminded me so much of mark when he got up at seaside new jersey on a chair on the boardwalk and sang for the whole boardwalk you know born to be wild didn't even know he knew the song and it the way colton did it was just like Mark, the actions. And that, I don't know whether it was a sign. I look for signs. People say, oh, you think everything's a sign. No, I don't. Well, we
3: had a lot no, of I signs don't. in the movie for you and I.
2: Oh, my gosh. The, the, fearless, the butterflies, the, the no,
3: my birthday
0: being the on waterfli- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about the butterfly. Like they, there's
2: something in Hello Heaven, too, I told you. The yeah. chapter 14 in that Butterflies and Rainbows, that's two-thirds of my book, except for the hug that I got from that little girl the day I asked right. someone. Five weeks after my daughter, someone asked me that morning, what would you want? I said, one last hug, and then I went out with another friend, and this little girl that came along, a friend of her daughter's, in the middle of Wendy's, didn't know me, didn't know my daughter, died a few weeks before, wrapped her arms around me, started crying and kept hugging me, and then came to like she was in a trance. And right. she says, what am I doing? Why am I hugging you? Why am I crying? I got my hug. <laughs> Tell me that wasn't a sign <laughs> for God's
3: sake. Oh, you know? it definitely was.
2: You know what, that's what we'll talk about, some of the, the signs in the movie and some of the signs that we've had, Melissa, uh, yeah. You know, some that we put in our book and some that we have on a daily basis. We have other signs all the time, and we all do. I think people will write to me, some grieving mothers, like I'm feeling really bad today, I don't know why I don't get a sign. Um, the signs come when you're ready, I mean, when they're ready, the people on the other side. And like everything else, like death and life, it all comes when it's time. It's God decides this, okay? You may be getting signs right and left and not realizing it, you know? I, I question it. I, the butterfly was the first, one of the first, the day after my daughter died when it started with me.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: why don't you share some of your stories compared to the movie or your signs in your life that you've gotten?
3: Well, definitely the butterfly because um, with Meg, I always get butterflies if I'm talking about her. If I'm telling a story mm-hmm. and I'm sharing and how important she was to my life and how detrimental like her spirit was to me, I will get a butterfly mm-hmm. either landing on my car, on my rearview mirror, or coming into my house and landing on my leg and just sitting there and, and opening its wings, which is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. But, just they come we, all over the place.
2: I know we talked about that one on another show. That was kind of incredible. Mm-hmm. Talk about what happened that day.
3: Yeah, I came home from work, and I had heard that oh, a butterfly... That- what? No,
2: it was even that. Wasn't before that your mother called you and said there's a butterfly in the house. She said there was a butterfly
3: or? running around um, around the house, but it disappeared. And then when mm-hmm. I got home from work, I literally just set my bag down, and all of a sudden the butterfly flew out of nowhere. It sat on the ground, and I looked at it, and I was like, oh, it's really mm-hmm. pretty. And it flew onto my knee and sat there, yeah. I was yeah. just opening its wings. And it was on my knee for 35 minutes without doing anything, just opening its wings and looking at me. And I literally yeah. had to go outside and put it on a pretty flower because it wouldn't get off of my leg. And it was this beautiful mm-hmm. orange monarch butterfly like I had never seen. It. it was beautiful.
2: Well, the funny thing is, too, so I wanted to bring up, people think the butterflies are a loved ones. It's not them. They right. manipulate. It's
3: the spirit, They're right? manipulate
2: the birds and the butterflies. And um, I sent you something today, actually. I, I want to talk to you about it after the show. Uh, I don't know if you got to read it yet. From... Um, Mary, she's in Ireland. She's a psychic, and
0: mm-hmm. I
2: don't know. Something drove me to her page one day, and there was it was right this past week, and I'd never really read that page. And it was some message from Donald, who was my husband. I said I claimed it, and a few minutes later, uh, joke. My sister and I had a nickname. She called me, and then she, when she when I wrote to her, she says, "Yes, your sister's smiling." It was meant for you. There was something today about something else that you and I'll discuss later. I, it's kind of okay. personal.
0: Yeah,
3: but
2: I was at work I, said so I actually it,
0: didn't get to check it. No, it's okay. Foot. What do you
2: say? That? It's going to blow your mind. It blew me, it blew my socks off and you know me, I like to wear flip-flops, so it doesn't matter. How exactly. We're flop.
3: flip-flop girls in this family.
2: Ah, uh, that's it. Even in the snow people, what can I tell you?
3: you
2: know. <laughs> but um, see so share some other um uh, let's go to the one. I I love this one. The day after my daughter passed, you had to go for finals. It was my yes. daughter passed mother's 2002. Melissa had to go the next day and take finals, and Meg was my daughter. who uh, Like I said, died on Mother's Day, May 12, 2002, of cystic fibrosis at 28. And Melissa was, of course, heartbroken. She was Melissa's cousin, her friend, and her babysitter. And share that story, what happened at school. I love this story.
3: Okay, so I was going to take a final, and I was with my best friend, and we were studying together, and I think it was a psychology final, and I walked into the classroom, and I don't know why. There's no explanation as to why. But I didn't sit in the seat that I usually sit in with my friend. We just picked random seats. And was this I sat down. this college? This was high school, I think. Okay. Um, so I just randomly sat at a desk, and I looked at it for no reason at all. I was just thinking about Meg and how upset I was because she passed the day before my final, and I was not – in the right frame of mind to take a final that day, but I had to. So I mm-hmm. saw in the middle of the desk, there was a big heart. And inside the heart, it said, Meg was here. And it looked wow. like my cousin's handwriting because, you know, she had given me a quote a couple of years ago and she had wrote a little note in the pocket and I saw her handwriting. Right. So I knew that that's what it looked like, but it was really creepy. And so I went wow. outside and I was like, crying to my friend. I was like, oh my god, I can't take this final. This is not going to happen. And I called my mom what? and I was like panicking because I couldn't get myself together after seeing that.
2: It looked like her handwriting. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that part. It
3: looked like her That's handwriting, what? yeah. Oh,
2: you didn't tell me that until now. Wow. See, I learn something yeah. new every day, people.
0: <laughs>
2: wow. Awesome. 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 I love that story. I love that story. And that was the same day the butterflies started coming to me.
1: Yeah. It, it, it,
2: I want to go, if you, you want to know all these stories, uh, you can get my first book, Melissa is my editor, Rainbows, Butterflies, One Life Thug. It's available worldwide, uh, seller on Amazon since it came out in the category of cystic fibrosis. Actually yesterday it was up to number nine again bestsellers, but number one at times it changes every hourly so, you know. Sometimes it stays for a while, but yesterday was number nine it was
3: will go back to number pretty one weeks and
2: <laughs> I was like, oh, people are buying it again, you know? And it's only three dollars and three cents for the Kindle. You can download Kindle write to your computer, the app's rate. Cost you three dollars and three cents. Read the signs. Read the book. It's real. Just like heaven is real, my book is real. It there ain't Ain't no line in that one, you know? No. So, um you got you know what the other one I'd like to I don't know if you, if you want to talk about it some of the things you and I do a lot together. We share, you know, co-host the show together. We do my books together. Um we um you know, go to movies. <laughs> we do a lot of things together. You know, um we do our events, our fundraising for our CF children sick children in the hospital. Um our candlelight vigils for other parents and, that have lost children. You want to show the story of the night with the deer when that started?
3: Sure. Um, yeah that, so that was the night that, was... that you had the candlelight vigil at your house,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and we were praying to Mark and Meg, my cousins, and your kids. And right. when I when I left, I you know, I usually ask for a sign just because I feel like when you pray to people, sometimes that's when the signs happen the most. So mm-hmm. I just kind no, of I, said in my I, head, you know, consciously, like, you know, I'd like to see girl. a sign that my cousins are around me and that they know that I love them and everything. And when I got home and I pulled up to the driveway.
2: Light was going on and off. We thought that was a sign at first. Right.
3: The light was going on and off. But as I was going home, there was a deer in my yard. And then I Mm -hmm. saw that it was followed by two other deers. And there was a line of three deers. And they just were staring at me. And there's usually no deer in her area. Yeah. Yeah. They usually are very, you know, fearful because we're, like, bigger than them. (laughs) I guess they think we have more power Uh or something. But they were just like peaceful and just were sitting there and just staring. And I,
1: just and I have that to was say, my husband,
2: husband didn't do very much in life except work, except hunting season. He couldn't talk to the man. Everything was about deer hunting, you know. So the deer kind of represents him. So tell him about the picture. I also have that picture.
3: <laughs> and then um, there was a picture that I took in my yard where I just took a random picture and I thought that I felt like my cousins were around me. And the picture mm-hmm. shows three blue orbs, and or four blue orbs, I'm sorry. And it's my uncle and my three cousins. Well, I didn't know right? about the uncle. I
2: didn't tell me that part.
3: Yeah, Don was in it, right? Or was oh, it three yeah, orbs? Uncle. I'm sorry, was it three orbs oh, or four?
2: Three orbs, orbs. Well, i sorry. Yeah, it was
3: three orbs. i all confused.
2: And she called me, and you called me, you picture and at first I couldn't make out the other two but my daughter's face just stood out
0: and I placed it on Facebook the
2: next day and one of her friends is on my Facebook that doesn't really always talk to me maybe once a year she goes oh my god I see Meg she's right in the middle and the hairdo from the 80s it was incredible yeah incredible we have pictures people we have pictures. Everyone want to see them, I have a site called uh, on Facebook, uh What Signs Do Your Loved Ones Send You or something like that. I never remember the names of my things, but What Signs Do Your Loved Ones Send You or something like that. Uh, You'll see it attached to my name. And uh, I post a lot of the pictures that I've gotten. Actually, I'm not talking orbs. I'm talking faces. As these are not doctors. Yeah, there's like one there that the someone who it so the faces would stand out. One showed my husband's face as clear as day. Another yeah. one... My And it wasn't a picture I took There was a crazy one that somebody took of somebody else in New Jersey. I didn't know it went on a site. It was my son's face at his door. It You can't make this stuff up. I mean, yeah, you're, you've got Photoshop and all that. I'm sorry. I swear to you, as God is my judge, and I don't swear to God, but guys, God is my judge, these pictures are real. <laughs> it is real as heaven, okay? It is real as heaven. You can't make this stuff up. I, I, it spooks me out sometimes. It freaks me out, mm-hmm. you know? But you've gotten a few pictures like that where just randomly, when you see – usually when you see the deer, the deer show up and That's you take what them is. in. That's it is.
3: like the deer is almost like a sign that they're around me, you know?
2: Yeah. How about the so one I, with my son up the window? What was the story with that? I forget that story. The Do you want to share that one? My son well, what peeking was it? going to it? Something about my son looking oh, in the window. I saw?
3: took – yeah, I took a picture because – Every time that you and I get together, I see deer afterwards, like that night. I'll see them that night. And so right. I took a picture of the deer because I, when I was leaving your house, I was joking around. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm sure I'll see some deer. tonight. I'll take a picture and send it to you jokingly. And when I exactly. took a picture of the three deer at my neighbor's house, the, mm-hmm. the picture of my cousin, like his face, was at the top of the
1: screen. Mm-hmm.
3: So it looked like he wow. was watching over the deer. That's what it looks like, in the picture.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I thought you asked him looking through the window. I, I'm sorry. I misinterpreted that one. No, His
3: face was up, like up in the sky almost, and then uh-huh. he was like looking over the deer. That's
2: oh, That's what wow. it looks like in
3: the picture, yeah.
2: It's amazing. It really is amazing. Some of the things that uh, – you know, their energy are our, our souls. We're, we're souls, too, with a, having a human experience, but the energy is so high that – You know, they come through, through, I have this issue with the TV, I'll start thinking about them, then the TV goes off. I went through an issue, I talked about another show in December with a friend of my son's passing, didn't know the kid was even in an accident, was in a coma. For the whole month, I was having TV shutting off, a touch lamp going on and off, going high, going low, and I'm like, okay, it's my kids. It it wasn't my kids, it was this trying to get me to to speak to his girlfriend and the mother, who I didn't even know. And somehow, by the grace of God, I ended up connecting with them through other people. It was weird. But, you know, it just proves me, and it's brought my intuitiveness out more and more. I have a, a quick funny story. A friend of mine, Colleen, um, she went through quite a tragedy many years ago. Uh, I, I won't go into it because I don't know if she wants me to speak about it, but she went through a very bad tragedy in her life, almost lost her life. Few, a few years after that happened, we were out one night. We were sitting at uh, a bar <laughs> down the street that we used to go to my friend owned, and we were having a drink. And I turned to her out of the blue, and this was before I really knew how intuitive I was, but it just goes back to show you. I said something, okay, don't worry about it, monkey puss. And she almost passed out. I said, what's the matter? She goes, my father, that was my nickname. My father used to call me monkey puss. I said, what? He must have channeled me. I didn't know it. And then he drank Schaefer. You don't see Schaefer beer around anymore. And this was the watering hole. He used to stop in because he, he worked. He was corporate in the city and stop in and could take the train home and stop at this bar and have a beer. And he would drink Schaefer. And that night on the bar was a can of Schaefer. We have no idea where it came from. <laughs> so that's, that's another real. weird yeah, I mean I said I question every day. I mean even every the most professional professional mediums question their sanity. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. I I sometimes don't wanna have it because I just wanna be totally normal. Which that's never gonna happen, obviously. But, you know, it's like sometimes it interferes with your life. It, it's made me, um feel a little different at times, you know. You know, especially if I'm sitting somewhere because I also have the gift of um what do you call it? Um, not reading my well, own kind like of way. Like intuition reading. kind of? Not, well, no, intuitive is one thing, no. Kind of like, uh, there's another word for it. I kind of, okay. uh, premonitions, premonitions. Yeah. And, uh, not all intuitives have that. I have to have the gift. And that was confirmed a few years ago by a very powerful woman that I know that knew I had it. She goes, you got a gift I don't have. And I didn't realize I had the other gift, too, <laughs> really like I'm doing now. But I also am able to read sometimes people's minds, and I hate it. And I'm like, oh, why am I saying this, you know, or why am I hearing this? And now, now nobody's going to talk to me. They're think, oh, is she reading my mind, you know. But it's yeah. creepy at times, and I'm like, I don't like it. I don't know why that happens, you know, why it, I don't understand that part of the gift. Uh, what's that supposed to prove, you know? I don't like it. I, I, and I've talked to other intuitives, and they told me to. Pray to my spirit guides and tell them I don't want that anymore, and I don't want it anymore. I didn't want it to begin with, you know. But uh, I guess, you know, like everything else, there's a reason, you know. I have no idea. Yeah. But uh, it, that I'm I, I'm not comfortable with that. I'm not comfortable with that, you know, well, because times, you know. Scary, and it makes me feel bad about some people that you think are friends, you know, and, right. and you're looking at. You're reading them, and 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 you know that, you know they're they're, they're sitting there sweet talking you, and you know they're full of bull. You know what I'm saying? You know that you know what's behind it, and that's I've had to walk away from quite a few people in my life because the point was proven that things that I was feeling and reading were true. You know they're, you know what are the, the the sheep in the in the, uh, uh, the the wolf in the sheepskin again the syndrome. You know what I'm saying? I don't like that part. I'd rather not know everything. I don't know everything, but I'd rather not know.
0: Would <laughs> it be a you
3: know? little more unpredictable?
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like that's of the light too much. I don't like that. I think that's uh, that, that other guy trying to come through to, to throw a, uh, um, an iron into the fire to make me stop doing the good part. I don't want that part. And I pray every day I don't want that part, you know. seems to be subsiding, you know. so I just don't like it, don't like it. You know, I mean, I have intuitive dreams, too. What about dreams? Do you have, do you feel that like you have
3: intuitive dreams? or I definitely do. Oh, yeah. I, ha- <laughs> I have dreams where I'll see things, like, before they happen sometimes. Uh-huh. Like, I'll, like the other day, it, was, it makes no sense, but I had a dream I was in a hospital, and I was getting surgery. And I woke mm-hmm. up, and, like, two hours later, somebody was in the hospital that I'm very close to, and they were very close to surgery. Like, it makes no sense. Wow. I, I sensed it right before it even happened. So I have
0: dreams yeah, like so that. Yeah, so you've got the
2: same thing. As all me. the time. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what what happens to me. I'll start thinking something. You know, I think yeah. a lot, of, I think we're all intuitive. Some are more than, I think we're all capable of it. And the more well, you practice. Well, I think practice, it's who's
3: open to it, too. I mean, if you're not going to believe in it and you're not receptive to it, mm-hmm. I feel like it's not going to find you because why waste its energy and time if you're not going to be, exactly. you know, if you don't care about it. That's, that That's
2: the gift I don't like. I don't like to say, if it's to prevent someone from getting hurt, I don't mind it.
3: Right. You know,
2: but if. Just malicious, and and I don't mean malicious on my part. There's yeah. certain things I I really just don't want to know about. Okay, you know, let let it be, let it be. You know, um, I just don't want to know about it. You know, and I don't want to sit there and maybe it's to, to maybe I did. Maybe God gave me that gift to to move away from some people. You know, get away from people because they were out to harm me. People are yeah. out there. Some of them yeah you know they and it's usually something within themselves and uh not everybody's your friend pals you know and i've done yeah. that i've tried to be with people i shouldn't have tried to be friends with and uh uh uh-uh, uh uh-uh, bad bad move on my part you know but that's who I am. My husband used to say that to me. I used to get angry when I was younger and say to my late husband, I'm done. I'm through helping people, and I'm I'm not doing this anymore. And my husband, he's the type of guy, wasn't like the mushy kind. I would say, you love me. He would say to me, what do you think? I'm like, oh, <laughs> it so hard to <laughs> What a <clears> romantic. <throat> oh,
3: my gosh. My
2: gosh, he was, definitely. But you know what? Uh, it is what it is. But when I would say that and get PO'd at people, because I'm human, I get mad and he'd look at me and he goes, That's why I love you, Peg, 'cause Peg is Peg He goes, You're not gonna change, that's who you are. That he had me he had Peg Peg then, that's who I am. I can be yeah. mad as hell at you and I'll still try to help you like a fool. You know, but I've learned at sixty years old, and yes I am sixty, that it took me a long time that I can't be everybody's friend, you know. I, I try to be understanding of, you know, their faults and whatever because I have faults too. I'm human, you know, but some people you just can't save. You know, you can try. You can throw the life preserver. It doesn't mean they're going to grab it, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's another thing that I'm learning. and Maybe that's why I did have the gift of the perceiving what they're thinking or what they're going to do, what the next move is going to be because it saved me from situations, you know. I've had to walk away. Uh, and we all have that in our lives, you know. We all have people that are, you know, you find out, especially when you, you lose loved ones, you know, that a lot of people walk away, they weren't your friends to begin with, you know.
3: Yeah, I feel like to... they come and go out of your life for a reason sometimes.
2: Yes, and that, that's another thing I'd like to bring up, too, on the show, is that um, everybody's in your life for a reason, whether it's bad or good. It's all, it's all about the lessons, you know. We're in school. Mm-hmm. Life is school. It's the learning and to bring us to a higher level to be a better person and what have you. And you're gonna, you're gonna have monkey wrenches thrown in there. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna have someone throw it in, and you're gonna be tested. And you're going to, it's, it's you. You are responsible because of your free will, to, to make the, the final decision: who's going to be in your life, who's not going to be in your life. Who should you associate with, and who, who who you wouldn't? I wrote in my my book, Rainbows, Butterflies, and When I Talk. My mother used to say, "Birds of a feather flock together." That's wrong. I never did drugs. I hung out with druggies. I hung out with drunks. I hung out with people that didn't have great reputations. So I was judged for it. I wasn't doing the things they were doing because I was everybody's friend. I thought I thought I could be everybody's friend. I was out to save the world. You know, some people want to save the whales. I save the world. But then I realize you can't. You can't. You can try, but it's mm-hmm. it's the other person that has to make the decision, the final decision, because God did give them the gift of free will. You have to. They have to make. You have to make your own decisions of what's right, what's wrong, what you're going to do. We all make mistakes, you know. But like I said before, when your dad was on, the the, the definition of insanity is expecting the different results, you know.
0: Yeah.
2: So. So what what else do you want to talk about? we got a half an hour left. We have no more callers. Um, if people want to call, call in, 347-838-9201. Um, a lot of people just listen over Google and over the show itself and what have you, so not everybody wants to talk. and uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I understand that, I maybe mean, because I talk too much. It's so. <laughs> a talk show, people. It's a talk show. Try <laughs> That's what you got to do. you got to talk on a
3: talk show
2: trying try to get the info out, you know.
3: Exactly.
0: Um
2: let's let's talk about dreams, you know? Yeah,
0: um that would be cool.
2: we've just discussed that on shows before. You know, like you said, you've had premonitions and dreams and I think we all do. Mm-hmm. I think um the so dreams I've said before, the ones that are scary and stupid, they're they're not people coming to you really. That's just psychologically your your subconscious, you know, trying yeah, to Yeah, it's
3: like your fears well, being like, brought up to your level, you know?
2: Yeah, that's one level of dream, dream state. The other is when you feel that you're sitting there with your lost loved ones and you're having a conversation. I've been having quite a few lately where they come and we're hanging out and it's so peaceful and I'm happy and I wake up in a good mood. and that's, They're really coming to you. They're really, they're really coming to you. What do you feel on that?
3: Yeah, I definitely do. I've had dreams like that too where somebody's passed away and I'll just be thinking about them and I'll have a dream about them and it's not as if I'm dreaming it's as if they're really mm. there, like they have a message to tell me, you know?
2: Exactly, so exactly. So I definitely
3: believe in those.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. I've had, you know, we've had a lot of calls on the show, and a lot of them bring up dreaming, and I've I've had people come to me and da-da-da-da-da-da, and, yeah, well, you know what? Yeah, they are. That's, you know, you're in that dream state. You're the closest to death is death, you know? Your body is asleep, just like you are when you're gone. Except mm-hmm. it's going, body's kind of going done, finito, you know. Yeah. But uh, you're, you, you, I don't know whether plane, I've I've talked to people that have astroplane that have actually gone to the other side. Kind of probably like Colton did uh, in the movie, you know, he didn't die, so maybe he was astroplaning where the soul leaves the body. But you're not dead. People do that in the comas too. Like they're more, they're more conscious of what's going on in a coma than they are if they're awake. You know, my yeah. son last week was in a coma, and the doctors telling me he don't know you. And every time I walk out of the room, he starts to cry. So having you tell me he doesn't know me, you know, like he just made this certain noise. Of course he knew me. he could see me walking out of yeah, the room. Yeah, every
3: time that you were leaving, he's probably like, "Why is she leaving me?" You know.
2: I would go out of the room because I mean, he was in ICU and and yeah. I would talk to all kind boobs, and I needed to, you know, go to the little ladies' room or go get something to eat once in a while, and he'd make out, like, this roar, but with a crying state, and, and I'm listening to Doc Well, he doesn't know you're here or there. I said, don't tell me that. I said, you're stupid. I, I wish I could have videotaped it to prove to them, you know, that he was hearing me, seeing me, feeling me, you know? Yeah. And cause they do. They do. And it's the same kind of, like, in a coma or you're sleeping. You're in that death-like state. You're here, but you're not. You know. I mean, if you, if you think about it, it's kind of weird. You know. <laughs> you close I know. your eyes at night. You it's see a some different levels of while.
3: understanding. You know, it's like all of your dreams mm-hmm. and everything that you're fearful of are just coming up to the surface because
2: sometimes yeah, not like, everything it's, is. Uh, uh, to relive, it's like well, you we know had. We had August go forth on the, sh- the last show, what was it, two weeks ago we did a show? Because yeah. I was sick a week ago. I pulled my uh, shoulder out, and then I got sick. After, after the movie that night, I got sick. I don't know whether it was popcorn, but I was in bed for days, very sick. So it was one thing after another. But two weeks ago, uh, he wrote The Risen, and he kind of talked about some of this stuff, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: And uh, so it was kind of intense. Actually, it was probably one of the shows I kept my mouth shut. Maybe we should have Mom more awesome <laughs> Oh, <come
1: on>. God, <laughs> Be kind to yourself.
2: It's true. It's true. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> like I said, I am me. Like my husband said, peg's peg. That's who I am. Pegs, I'm not pretending to be anybody else, you know. It ain't exactly. over to the fat lady things, you know. <laughs> no, you got
3: to be yourself, you know what I mean, because that's why you're not the same as everyone else. Otherwise, there would be no yeah. uniqueness in the world, so...
2: When I played that song by Michelle? You know, it's kind of funny. Her last name is like spelled like angel, and that song is the same. You got to be the same. I mean, you got to yeah. be. We are it, that. That song means a lot to me from my my own interpretation and perspective of it. You know, every like free will. It's we all interpret music differently. It may be a time in your life where you were sad or happy, or it brings back a a good or a bad memory. You know. And uh, that's why music's good. It, it, it's, a, it's, a, um, it's a band-aid for the soul, you know? That's what it I feel about is. it, you know? But, um, yeah. you know, another thing, like I said about the movie, too, is that, you know, Colton's dad was a preacher in the pulpit, and people loved this guy. He he did so much for so many people. But when the poor guy starts talking about the personal experience and he's getting knocked down, almost to the point they were, they were kicking him out of the church. Yeah. All of a sudden, this man about heaven and then now telling about heaven from his son's personal experience and now they don't want him that was so hypocritical what do you think about that
3: it definitely was because i feel like some things that we see that we think are so impossible are the complete opposite
0: because Mm -hmm. it's really Mm -hmm. it's
3: like everyone interprets things differently i understand that but he was given a miracle this kid he got to see a world that he didn't have mm-hmm. to live in yet because it wasn't his time, but he got to see a right. world that someday he can go to and be peaceful at and come back to this earth and tell us about it. That's, to me, that's miraculous. That shouldn't be doubted. That should be embraced.
0: Yes,
2: exactly. exactly. You know? and just like yeah. the, the girl, the Russian girl that did the paintings. People really, if you don't know yeah. her, you can go to YouTube and, and spell her name for people on here.
3: It's A-K-I-A-N-E, Akiani. <laughs>
2: Okay, I know I've I googled her years ago. I found her long before Melissa and I talked about her. I just found her amazing, yeah. you know. And then even more so now with the show and seeing the movie and realizing there was a connection with her in Russia and 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 Colton here. Was she living in Russia then, or was she living in California? I'm kind of unsure. She was I think she born was in
3: Russia. I think she was in California. She did move quite a bit because her parents were getting different jobs. Like her dad, I believe, was a chef, and her mom was a businesswoman. So they did uh-huh. have to move because at one point one of them lost their job and the other one had a different job, but they had to move. So
2: Right, right.
3: I think the, the, well, the she mom did, got a better she, job. So
2: she, Her mom was an artist also, right? And a lot of people said, well, I bet your mom really drew that. Well, you know what? It should prove to you if you go see that movie, people, that uh, – Colton <laughs> saw that picture and told to his dad, oh, that's what Jesus looks like. That's exactly what he looks like. Uh, that's a connection there, you know, and
3: yeah. I don't know, how how
2: old is she now? Is she like 18 now, 19?
3: She's definitely in her teens. I'm not sure how old she is now, but if I had to guess, I would say probably 16, 17.
2: Oh, okay, all right. Uh, did yeah. you ever find that poem? You never read that poem of hers.
3: No, I couldn't find the poem, but I'll definitely, I'll oh. get the book again, and then I can read it for you because she has so many oh, okay. beautiful poems in there.
2: Wow, wow! I don't know. Do you have any of your poems available? Maybe read one of yours tonight?
3: Um, I don't have one right here with me, but I'd love to hear one of yours.
2: <laughs> oh gosh, a oh, wow. that means I gotta go to Facebook. I hope I don't lose you because I don't write mine down. I write' I get inspired. I write something on Facebook, and boom, hold on a second. I have someone private messaging me right now. Oh, okay, That somebody who wants me to – I've been posting pictures, making pictures for my late relatives at, at anniversary, angel anniversaries this week, and all of a sudden people are writing me to make pictures for their of their kids and what have you. So that was another mom. Okay, let me see if I can find – you know what? Probably be easier if I went to my poetry page. Duh. There you go. <laughs> I still need to stop being blonde, you know. <laughs> I haven't dyed my hair Long in a year. more
3: fun, though. It's like Marilyn Monroe. Come on.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. What do I do? I sit home and I write. <laughs> do my there show. You go. Go show. Yeah, I'm having a... But you know what? I love Paper's my work. A girl's I really do.
0: Friend.
2: <laughs> That's right. Right. Let's see. <laughs> oh, here. You know what? Here's one I wrote um April 18th. This was my sister's birthday. It would have been this week and the anniversary of my dad's death. All right. And I got a picture on of that I took, the most beautiful picture of the sunset. It's, it's amazing. You've seen that before. <clears throat> okay, this is, excuse me, it's called April and May, the months most of, most of my family went away. April showers may bring may flowers to most, they say. Yes, they do, but for me in those months, most of my family went away. My dad died on my older sister Pat's birthday, April 18, 1993. And three days after that in five years, I sound like I'm talking from the 1800s, in 1998 did my brother Ellie. My brother died the day before his own birthday, which was April 22. Then on April 22, 2010, my husband joined them. What am I to do? It is not easy to forget the memories of my family as they are part of my soul. As we go on in years is all we have left as we grow old. Then in May, on Mother's Day, May 12, 2002, I lost my only daughter, Meg, as she came to to join all of you. Then my sister Patty died May 20th, 2006, six days before our mother's angel anniversary. In the year 94, on May 26th, the Lord hold me up to stand tall, oh dear Lord, hold me up to stand tall. Then on May 2nd, 2011, three months to the day of my youngest son Mark's death on February 2nd, 2011, I lost my sister-in-law Sue, my brother Bob's wife, dear Lord, please tell me, true, does the pain of all these losses ever end? All of our losses of the main people in our lives started in February 91, when my brother-in-law Harold also went to the world without end. I know we are not supposed to question your reasons, as life on earth is is like all the seasons. Like a flower in the spring grows from a simple seed, so do we as people in a shell of a body joined by our soul. And when our job is done, we have to leave, I have been told. The last to go was my great-nephew Wayne, who died December 2012. Oh, dear Jesus, tell me that heaven is real so my earthly family remains bold. Tell me the body is really the caterpillar and the soul is the butterfly, and when it changes and releases, we will be set free. No more tears once we leave here and live in eternity. From the pain of my earthly losses of all we have loved, to be joined again in heaven, our soul will fly like the dove. That's another one of my poems.
1: Oh, it's Beautiful.
2: And it covers my major losses. I've also lost the grandparents and the aunts and uncles, all in between. But these are like my major, 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 major major losses, you know. So, anyhow, um, I don't know. Maybe I have another poem here. Hold on one second. I just, especially around the holidays, I seem to write a lot of a lot of poems. But you know what? The heck with my poems. We we'll get another caller. I'm going to take this caller.
0: Okay. How's that? <laughs> you okay, got it. You got Twenty
2: one minutes. Okay, hold on. It's 4758. If you want to talk, tell me. If you don't, I'll just put you back on hold. Hold on. Hello, caller. Hello? Hello? Did you want to speak to us or give us your name? Hello? Okay, I guess if somebody just listening to the show. Put you back on hold. All then. Okay, some people don't want to talk to just listen.
0: It's <laughs>
3: okay.
2: Boy talk, Peg talks is that for both of us. Okay. Let's see what else we have here.
3: I didn't say anything.
2: <laughs> Not you. No, no, no. I'm just I said so. Okay.
1: <laughs> no, I'll be Okay.
2: On my um God. Okay, here's a poem I wrote on Good Friday this year. On Good Friday Jesus died to give us life. And I put a picture of Jesus who someone insulted me and said he's an actor so I'm like, Whatever, sorry, my bad. Okay. <laughs> this is the man, the son of God, who died on the cross to give us life. The human pain he endured also, but he did this to make things right. By his death and then resurrection, he showed us life is forever. Though we lose our loved ones, they wait for us in heaven, sometimes to treasure and remember. Hold on one second, because I'm doing this from Facebook. We as humans find it so very hard to understand, but our spirits do. (coughs) Excuse me. And and will when one day we will meet the Son of Man. I am sure he will make our our earthly test also clear. I think it is to test our love and face it with no fear. Here we go with a no fear Melissa, right? Yes. There
3: we go. <laughs> how
2: many of how many of you would take his place to die for so many and never lose face? To represent love and test the test of time, I might I find myself I myself find this also divine. There must be a reason why we endure so much pain on earth. The lessons will be clear in our heavenly rebirth. Easter Easter is so special as it is a day of rejoice. Just believe in Jesus Christ and it is your choice. God gave us free will to for. God gave us free will, too, for us to decide, I believe in life after death and that we never really die. Just look up at the sky and the stars at night, and by the day the rainbows and the butterflies and the birds in flight. The beauty of life was created for us to enjoy, and the life after this also, I am sure, never again to bid our loved ones goodbye. Earth is just a mirror image of what heaven is like, but with no more sadness with only delight. The beauty of earth is just a fraction of what heaven will be. When by the promise of Easter that God gave his son Jesus to you and to me. Okay.
3: Very nice.
2: Thank you, thank you. So anyhow, um let's see if we have any other callers here. Not that we're running out of things to do. No. We <laughs> okay. just had no, we just actually had another caller. Uh, Is there any more points about the movie that touched you, or I I kind of like the ending. Everybody came together. What'd you think? I like the
3: ending. I thought it was really powerful. Also, when the woman who had lost her son in the military, when she had finally started believing that that Colton's story was real, she saw her son for the last time, and he was like actually present in the room. I don't know if he was a spirit. I think it was a spirit. But she finally oh, yeah. wrong oh, and yeah. it was like, okay. Oh my god, like this is real but I'm seeing now that I'm finally believing it, like it's real. I'm embracing it. I'm not, you know, rejecting all these ideas. And for me, well, that was, I thought, I, that was cool. I thought it was so beautiful. I love that letter. That
2: was, uh, you know, it just gave me chills when you said that. It really did. It, it really touched my spirit.
0: Yeah. Um, she
2: was the one. She was one of the elders of the church. And I think married to the guy from the bank uh, in the movie that, you know.
3: Yeah, the one that uh, was trying to assist Colton's dad in getting a yeah, money Yeah, they were going through some money issues debt. and
2: stuff. Right. right. And she was trying to get, she was the one trying to get him voted out of the church and I won't go to the reason I'll let you guys see the movie I don't want to like ruin it for you because I'm good like that Um, but um, the awesome part was that the minister was doing things even though she was you know trying to get him voted out of the church because of talking about Colton's story But she was doing something for her late son, I won't go into it, and she saw him doing it and had no idea it was him doing it and not her husband, and then they actually got to talk one-on-one without being in the church, and when she realized, kind of like Jesus, when... You know, Jesus was condemned by Pontius Pilate and what have you. You mm-hmm. know, for, yeah, sure, you're the son of God, and sure, you're the one, and blah, 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 It was blah, like blah, their and
1: disbelief, and yeah. That's
2: yeah, that's it. The, and it was the kind of, that's the message I got out of the end of the movie.
0: It's mm-hmm. kind of, and it, it,
2: it's it's you know, probably not a coincidence, because, you know, I don't believe in it, and I'm sure they planned it that way in the movie world to come out Easter week. But it kind of gave me that message. What do you think?
3: Yeah, I definitely believe that. That's exactly yeah. What it's it's about. like don't
2: don't be so quick to condemn people for what they see or do. And you know, like I said, I've gotten it. You know, uh, right. Melissa keeps quiet about a lot of the stuff and what have you, because you know people do look at you kind of like you're a weirdo or a freak show or. What have you? You know, I personally don't care anymore. You know, mm-hmm. I got a I got a job to do and I got to show up for work like I say. I
0: don't care. Yeah.
2: I don't care, and I can understand other people not wanting to tell people. I mean, I've I've had this gift for fifty one years, and only recently people that were my friends didn't even know about it. And it's like some I'm sure is sitting there thinking like, oh, boy, she's really gone off the deep end now. Ooh, she sees dead people. You know? Well, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I tell you, I do. I'm seeing'. them. I, I've actually seen them, okay, my son, I've seen my son more than one occasion. I've had neighbors see him, but I've seen him. I, My daughter once, right after she passed, and I wasn't quite sure if it was my mind or whatever, but now I realize it was real, yeah. you know. Um, why don't you share, you know what, why don't you share the story of the night um, that uh, we got about 15 minutes left, the night when that freaky thing happened to me at the dock and the kid took the picture, we talked about it before, and you were at the mall, and I called you because that saying p- about... B- Feathers coming, or whatever it yeah. was I said to you yeah. months before. Showed back up on, oh, on my phone. It's this kid who was right next to me. I said, send that picture to my phone. I still felt my son's presence. But you were at the mall when I said, did you just send that thing back to me at the same exact time about feathers appear and, and rainbows appear, whatever, when your loved one's near? Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, but something weird happened.
0: Yeah. So, so t-
2: t- you told that on another show. Talk about that now again. Yeah, I that story, so I
3: was too. at the mall, and I was at Charlotte Russe and I was just looking for a dress. I was going to a party with my friends. And I had a couple dresses, and the woman that was – the girl that was helping me, um, I didn't mm-hmm. really think too much of it at first, but when I first looked at her, I was like, she looks so familiar, I can't figure it out. So she opens the door to the room to try on all the clothes and everything, and I looked at her, and I'm like, oh, my God, she looks exactly like my cousin. And it wasn't until she my- spoke – and said, oh, "Okay, mm-hmm. like, how many dresses do you have?" That I freaked out because she not only had my cousin's face and body, she had her voice. And I literally was stunned. Yes, and just, just at that time so is when I emailed I you, right? It. That was didn't like I email? Five minutes. Yeah, it was five minutes from that time that you would email mm-hmm. me a thing about feathers, and you're like, "Oh, did you send this to me?" And I was like, "What is it? I didn't even know what you were talking no, cause about." No, because I sent almost, it to like, like, you months added. before. And I'd yeah. never even seen it until that night.
2: Yep. Well, that's I like the same thing, because I'm at the dock, and one of my son's friends sitting there playing kissy face with his girlfriend. Yeah. And I'm a pain just because my boyfriend at the time, I was sitting there, and we were fish, and admiring, it was a beautiful skyline that night. I live right on the Hudson River, so I get that all the time, but it was amazing that night. And this kid just jumped out of his car, and my car was my car. My son was a race car driver, and there's thousands of stickers in the tri-state area, even in other places, representing my son on their cars. And this kid happened to have one, and he jumped out of playing kissy face with his girlfriend and takes a picture of the sunset on his car and sticker. And I have that on my What Signs Your Loved one Send You site. You can see that, too, in the story I wrote about it. And... Um, Comes over to my car and says to me, "I don't know what, why he did this." He goes, "But I'd like you to see it." And he takes it out of his pocket and he shows it to me. And 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 just as that happens at the same exact time, and I think it was, oh, I don't know, whatever time it was, I can't remember. Um, that thing peered up about signs coming, and then I call you because of something I sent you months before. And then this girl comes to you and she looks like my late daughter. So both yeah. my late kids had came through that not, at that time, obviously.
3: And I was sitting I had called you that also, day. Yeah, i had called you also yeah. to say, Oh my God, did you see the sky tonight? It was bright pink and you were looking at the same thing.
2: You, oh yeah, it was amazing. It was just yeah. so freaky, freaky, you know? It's like wow. It's just it's just crazy. It was for real. It was like that, a
3: sunset I've never seen before in my life.
2: Heavens for real. Like we're yeah, like show Heaven's for real. Go. You know, we get little pieces of it, people, every day. You just, you got to be open to it. You got to see it. You got to embrace it. You got to love it. You don't have to do anything. I'm just giving you advice, you know. You got free will. But, you know, try it. Embrace it. Love each other. Love life. Love what we got. You know, you're going to get down, you know, and we're going to have the angel anniversaries like I um, today. I mean, today's a hard day under normal circumstances I wouldn't even be doing this show tonight, but I felt like in a tribute to my husband and you know, we were separate. We were married almost forty years. We we were together since my eighteenth birthday and we didn't technically split up until I was in my forties, but we were still in each other's lives and at the end I took care of him until he died while my son they were both dying at the same time. They died months nine months apart. My husband to age and diabetes, my son to cystic fibrosis, it was tough. But Today, still, he was my husband. He was in my life. He was, you know, a quarter of a century together of Christmases and holidays and birth of four children and 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 the tears, the blood, the sweat, the tears of many years. You don't forget somebody like that. You may not agree. You make a some people get divorced or separated. It's Like, oh, I hate you. I hated things he did. I hated ways he was at times. I hated how what we became together. But at the end, we became friends again. We probably had a better relationship then than when we were together together, you know. Yeah. And we laughed again, and we shared. And I said to him, I said, "Too bad you weren't like this when we were together together, because it's great, you know." And um said, you know, but like I said, it's everything's a season, you know. Relationships, marriages, life, everything has its season, you know.
1: That's very and, true. Uh,
2: I guess that's I guess that's what it's all about. You know, what are your feelings?
3: Yeah, I feel the same way. It's like every single person kind of changes your life, and I feel like towards the end, too, when he was seeing you, he was probably more real with you then than he ever was. You know what I mean? Oh, because it's yeah. kind of like he felt like his life was coming to a close, and he's looking back at all the things that maybe he didn't do 100%, but now he's talking to you about it, and now you guys are, you know, you're forgiving him if you made a mistake or just being, I think, the realest that you can possibly be because it's like you have nothing to lose. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, he rallied like that just... that day
2: he died. He came right. out of home after two months, and he looked at me, and, and was, and he had the trach, and, and he was trying to pull everything out, and he looked good. He looked like a young guy. And my husband, he was a handsome guy. He had gained a lot of weight. He was full of a lot of fluid. He went up to almost 400 pounds, I think it was, with the fluid. There was a couple hundred pounds of fluid on this man. You wouldn't believe it. They got all the fluid, and he, actually, when he was laid out, he looked like a, you saw him, he looked like a young guy. didn't yeah. even look like him. It looked like the guy I married. He was a handsome guy. <clears throat> and... Um, I watched School School and Patrick Swayze when we were younger. Oh, yeah? <laughs> he grew was there, already right? He kind of reminded me of Patrick Swayze a little bit, yeah. Sometimes Kenny Rogers, you know, it was my kids' lap Everybody's a movie star. Do you for
0: this scenario? <laughs>
2: oh, sure. Uh, yeah, okay. my baby. <laughs> Time in my life. Don't, nobody puts baby in the corner. <laughs> exactly. Nobody
3: puts peg in the corner.
2: Nobody puts me in the corner. Oh, yes, they do. But anyhow. You um, eh, ignore them. But, you know, he... It was kind of ironic, and I think I shared this story with you last night. You know, I got, I went outside. Oh, I'm not going to lie. I'm a smoker. Oh, shoot. I went outside. My computer almost went down. I went outside to have a cigarette. My son was in ICU at one Presbyterian hospital. My husband was three miles down the road at another Presbyterian hospital in New York. Something, when I went to have a cigarette, I just hold a cab, and I'm like, i got to go see him today. Something just made me go. I got to the hospital, and the doctor looks at me, he goes, I don't know what's going on here. He goes, this man just came out of a coma. I don't. I, it was like a miracle. Uh, I wrote about this in my next book, Rally. I'll, we'll talk about that in my book, and I'll talk about it on the show again. Um, he's like looking at me, and he looks great. And then I said, you son of a gun, you're doing good, blah, 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 blah called all my children, except for my son, of course, in ICU, because he was in ICU. And I said, talk to you. Your dad says he loves you. He couldn't have the tube down. He couldn't talk and try to pull everything out and called his father, who ended up dying four months later, also my father-in-law. And everybody was so happy. And the doctor turned to him. And this is not ego, pat peg on the back, because some people, look at her. Here she goes, you know. But the doctor turned to him and said, you know, Mr. Nisi. You're a lucky man. He says, most wives wouldn't do what you're supposedly, and I wasn't an ex-wife because we never divorced, wouldn't do or make decisions in a positive way like this woman's been doing, especially with the situation with your son. And he smiled, and he just kind of gave me, gave me that, well, that that peg is peg. <laughs> I could read his mind, you know. Peg is peg, you know. Because he always said that to me. He goes, even when we had split, he goes, you know, I know you're always going to be there. And I was, and you know, he even gave me. Oh, I was terrible. About a year before he passed, this card came down. and It was, I think it was my birthday, and it's to my wife. Blah blah. My husband wasn't really, he he wasn't corning. Okay, <laughs> let me put it that way. He gave me a card. I think on our tenth anniversary, went to the store, bought a card. And first, it's a funny story. And it said to the both of you on your anniversary, like you would give us a card. So I looked at it and I said, "Well, this is very touching. I'm either pregnant again, pregnant again, or um I'm getting much fatter to the both of me again. I said, "How long would it take you to pick this one?" And he would go oh, to Iraq and just anniversary and pick up a card um, uh-huh. I, and then he gave me this most beautiful birthday card to my wife, and oh, sweet and must have cost, probably cost more than a bundle of flowers. It was beautiful and I looked at him and first, i, I felt so bad I yelled, at him. I said, What is wrong with you?" I said, What's wrong?" I said, we're not together. I'm not the wife anymore. I got really, I'm like, what is wrong with you? What is not? What are you not getting? And I felt so bad, and then he turned to me because, goes, I tried. And I said, you know, Don, if you gave and, and did things like this when we were together, we probably would still be together. And like you said, I think he realized this time was going on, and, you know, sometimes we wake up when it's too late, you know? yeah. And that's sad, and if anything that I went through with him or what I'm sharing with you, and some of it, I should keep my mouth shut, it's very, very personal, but if it helps other people to love people that are in your life, and you're going to get mad at them, you're not always going to agree, don't take people for granted. You know, life's too damn short, really it is. It is. It's too short. You know, we're all going to make mistakes, you're going to get mad at people, whatever, and... Trust me, you know Donna and I had four kids. we had two that were born with cystic fibrosis with a death sentence, and they lived into their twenties and a lot longer than most with it at the time and just hoping for the cure we we got handled a real bad deck of cards here, you know i don't know I'll just say it real bad deal, and it was hard it was a lot of struggles though it was our marriage was not normal and um after almost a quarter of a century because of other things. And, it's, you know, it wasn't about, you know, me finding somebody or him. But it wasn't. A lot of people think it had nothing to do with that. That came later in my case, you know. Um, it was about I just couldn't do it anymore. I just I, – I was saving my sanity at the time, you know. Yeah. And I, in a way I'm kind of upset that I did do it. And another way, so you know, if I cracked up or had a breakdown, I wouldn't have been there for him at the end. I wouldn't have been there for my kids at the end. I wouldn't have been there for all the others. I probably wouldn't be doing it because I'd, I'd be crazy. I mean, I I had to do something to save my sanity.
3: And well, I do so what you did. About you know? like you did the best that you could. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
2: you know. Every, everybody has a breaking point for a
3: reason, and
2: maybe mm-hmm. the reason
3: is so that you could be closer at the end. You know what I mean? Because oh, we were there wasn't all we the, had. We laughed for sure.
2: Yep.
0: Yeah. And we saw each other every day.
2: He would come and pick our other son. We have two other live children that did not get cystic. I, we have a son, Don, in uh, Carolina, and we have I have a son that lives home, Dan. And, um, you know, we have the two other boys. So he would pick Dan up every day to go to work. And I, so I see him every day. And then on the weekends, come get the boys and go to the mall or go to a car show or whatever. So I saw him seven days a week. Mm-hmm. And he'd come down early because I live right on the river. I think he loved the view. Everybody, we live. They call it the million-dollar view. I have the best view of the Hudson River anybody has. I mean, mostly got to tell me, tell people that. <laughs> no denying that one. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. You know, you could, I, I would live in a tent to live here. Pretty much close to it but to live here. But um he would come down sometimes an hour early and we'd sit and I'd be making lunch and we'd have something to eat together or he'd go and he'd bring a bag of potatoes and a bunch of stuff. He goes, Will you make your potato salad for tomorrow? Yeah, we well, we were do still doing things together, you know, and I was not with anybody at that point and uh eventually before he passed I did get involved with somebody. I'm I'm single now. Hello. One eight hundred Peggy. Yeah, yeah. 1-800. I'll tell you a joke about that off the air. Uh, just you know, a friend of mine. That joke. Um, yeah. Um, but anyhow. <laughs> you're too
0: funny. <laughs>
2: no, but seriously, it's just like we we got along like best friends because I I think I realized at the end, you know, we did share so much, and I forgot the the you know it was the good, the bad, the ugly. I forgot the bad and the ugly at the end,
0: you know. Mm-hmm.
2: So if I can give any advice, we have two minutes left to show to anyone out there. Work at it, guys. Work at it. You know, it may be worth saving. Um, you know, try your best, you know. Uh, we got one shot here, you know. Well, well, unless you believe in reincarnation. I'm not quite sure about that. Yeah,
3: you only live you know? once. We got, That's what you have to
0: think of. Well, yeah, you
2: only live once. So make it the best you can be and, and learn from your mistakes and give it give it your best, you know. Give it, give it your all. And uh, just... Keep going, man. You know, just do your thing. Do my little tennis up, Keep going, man. You know. Keep going. <laughs> I sing like her by the way. <laughs> but uh, No, it's have uh, been compared to her a lot over the years. But I uh, don't do drugs, and I don't drink. I hate Southern Comfort, by the way. So um, that was a little Janice Joplin part that I'm not part of. So. Oh,
1: okay. We said one part. Yeah.
2: You, you, cease and desist with that one, right? Void.
1: Yeah.
2: Null and void. So um, anyhow, but I, I thank everybody. We got about a minute and a half to the show. I uh, I hope you know people who didn't listen tonight would go to our archives. I was hoping to get more callers, but I hope you get something out of our shows because it's real. Just like heaven is, guys, and um, I'm real, you know, I'm not perfect, I'm real, though, and I'm giving you all I got, yep, now I just got the word, 90 seconds, I don't know if you could hear her, but, no.
0: uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, I love these people, <laughs> so, okay, you got the boss I love of me, it. no,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but anyhow, I, uh, you know, I hope you get something out of the shows, because that's, my goal, you know, I'm not making money doing it. I'm really not. And, uh, but you can't put a price tag on what I, I'm hoping I give to you guys, you know, and that spirit and to, to, to bring you closer to the man upstairs. So one day, there we go, 60 seconds. Okay, I hear you. Okay, <clears throat> that we all get, you know, we'll all be together again one day. Heaven is real and we'll see all our loved ones and wipe those tears and you're going to have your human days. But, uh, we all have a future and when it's our time, we'll be all reunited again and let's just be. Be good, you know? Well, You got anything to say, Melissa? We got about 30 seconds left.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, if you make one person believe by listening to your show, then it's all worth it because that's all that's the case is one thing that you say could touch a person's heart. So that's what it's all for. And it's,
2: and, and it's not my show. It's our show, Melissa, because you make it, too. You know, you're, you are my epic man of the Johnny Carson. Sometimes you. Sometimes you. you don't get to talk a lot, but, you know, you're there to help, and you're really okay, inspiring. okay, my here,
0: am <laughs>
3: Huh? I said my is oh, always you. here.
2: <laughs> okay, we have seven seconds. Oh, ten seconds. I love you all. God bless. And uh, I'm on Facebook. I got a poetry page, sign page, so you just look me up, okay? God bless you all. God bless you, Melissa. I love you.
0: Bless okay. you. Okay. Okay, honey. Have a
2: great night. Okay. Bye you bye too. all. Have a good night. Bye.